up, everybody? This is uh, Jalen and Jacoby with his mom. No, this is every- <laughs> <laughs> no, man, this is everyday genius. <laughs> Yo, that was that was good, man. Thank you much. <laughs> Let's start off like this. <laughs> what All up, right. though? Hey, I can actually do that though, since you know, born and raised from Michigan. You know, come from the D, raise the Saginaw. What's up? Yo, that's like? hilarious, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, know man. everybody, people that don't watch espn or don't Yo. know what jalen jacoby is like that oh, will go man. over your heads but that was beautiful yeah, i appreciate that bro <laughs> i appreciate that bro i just need some shades and a darker hairline I yeah. promise you it's around. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> that was another episode of everyday genius uh i am the blackamist Kristen robinson We're here with my man who funds everything you know, he's like the overarching progenitor of all things podcast related with OTS. <laughs> and he yes, takes sir. really dope photos. His name is yeah. Daryl Myers, by the way. So, you know, everybody's going to hear it. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, uh, What's today, up, yeah, man, today's episode uh, is long overdue. Yeah. And supposed to be talking about uh, mental health. Yeah. And it's, it's long overdue for a few reasons. Uh, you know, I can say respectfully, openly, we both have had mental health challenges in the last year, shoot, in the last, you know, few months, which made this episode hard to record. Yeah. Yeah. Off and on. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. And this is actually going to be part of like a multi uh, episode series more or less because mental health has kind of become like a, a hot button issue in uh recent months and, and really within like the last year or two but the big thing is like it's actually been something of course that's been prevalent um like well excuse me when mental health issues arise it's been very prevalent for decades if not centuries um mm-hmm. and the more we understand about science the more we're able to treat it but, you know, science doesn't necessarily change what happens, you know, societally. So right. people don't necessarily know the remedies, you know, for mitigating depression or anxiety. You know, what if you have like bipolarism, you know, people who are schizophrenic, people who are manic, like, how do you deal with that, you know, naturally and chemically? Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, let's... Uh, you know, we, we can talk about it. Um, you know, for me, I was unaware for years mm-hmm. that I like battled depression. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just like, oh man, it's just like a really weird day today. Mm-hmm. I just felt real lethargic. I didn't feel like doing anything. Mm-hmm. I had no motivation. And you know, you always hear those old adages like early bird gets the worm all right cool so let me just wake up early i'm not grinding hard enough i'm not doing enough and it was like i kid you not there was nothing in the world that was motivating me i like man you could put a million dollars in my face and i was just like man i just feel like going to sleep mm-hmm. and i just try to shake it off and i keep moving and i really never like tried to tackle the issue um because i didn't know what issue to tackle and you know things like that like they play off and on 
right? Mm-hmm. Anybody that's battled, for instance, uh, in, in this particular focus, like depression, mm-hmm. uh, it comes in waves. But I yeah. think when people hear the term, it comes in waves, they automatically attribute a wave to like, oh, okay. So it comes and it goes like, you know, once a month or like every other day. And it's like, nah, like just like the waves in the ocean, they're not the same wave and they're not at the same time. Like sometimes yeah. it's really small. Sometimes it's a really big swell. You have no idea when it's happening. It just happens. It and when it, it does, it really has to be taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like you're talking about like not knowing that you had depression. Like, do you think that's part of the way, like, just okay, just in our community, like in the black community? I don't even, to be completely honest, I don't even think we're still at that point where we, we fully embrace the idea of dealing with anxiety or depression. Bro, no. Definitely like, not. definitely not. I, I, look, I've, I've had anxiety since fourth grade and didn't know it. Okay. I've, I've, I've dealt with depression now, I would say, going about eight, eight nine years. Okay. off and on you know um but actually maybe maybe more than that because i growing up in a church you know the the whole thing yeah. of like well don't speak that don't speak yeah. that to existence don't yeah. don't don't uh don't say that you don't have this you don't have that and i was told that multiple times i actually grew up in, uh, in a place where uh the 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 pastor made it seem like like depression was a sin so i i i i would feel like i was getting depressed but i'm like nah i can't that's that's like yes that's of the devil right like yeah bro it's so you feel the shame (laughs) you feel the shame of of being depressed or having anxiety and and it's the weirdest thing i I like i want i hope i hope because it seems like we're getting to a point uh in our in our culture well not in our culture but in our our community where um it seems to be something that people are talking about more but it's just it's almost like at the same time people are still denying it yeah um man you spoke on something that's really deep and so for a lot of listeners who did not have the quote-unquote typical black experience right Mm -hmm. and and when i say typical this is not to be offensive this is talk about things that are like cornerstones of our culture because Mm -hmm. church is a cornerstone of african-american culture point Mm -hmm. blank period whether you believe in something different now um you you know you operationalize it differently it is still a historical societal and cultural cornerstone Mm-hmm. And um, those were the things that I dealt with too. Even to the point where, like, I believe that, and I would tell people the same thing. I'm like, Nah, yeah. man, don't don't claim that. Or you yeah. speaking this over your life, and no, nah, that's not good. And you just need to uh, and grab it by the horns and um yeah. and you Snap know out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I like you know wish I like didn't say that. Now at the time I was doing what I believe like was solid. And mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. I also learned, especially having gone through like a major depression, 
mm-hmm. was like, yo, this really ain't it. Mm-hmm. And it's just really one of those things where, uh, you know, I love the South, man. The South come with the best euphemism. You know, yeah. they used to tell us, like, man, for those of y'all who think butter ain't soft. So, you know, for those of you who think, like, fat meat ain't greasy. And it's like, yeah. you're going to learn. Like, okay, <laughs> you think this ain't what it is? Like, you're going to find out. Yeah. And when I found out, you know, it really clicked, like, how damaging those words could be to somebody. Mm-hmm. And the saddest part was, like, I wish I did not have to go through major depression mm-hmm. to really understand like, yo, this ain't no, man, this is the devil. And this is like, bro, mm-hmm. no, there are certain things you just can do to help yourself. And like, you know, whether it be like medication or, you know, just like getting out and about or like certain things that can stimulate you. And if you don't have those, like you suffer. And there are other times where it's like, it doesn't matter what you do, you know, like, I ain't gonna say it doesn't matter what you do, but like, there are a lot of things that you you can try, mm-hmm. but like, man, it's just a really tough battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't care if you're Muhammad Ali, you're Mike Tyson, like, you still gonna get hit. Like, even Floyd Mayweather, like, he never walked away, like, unscathed. Like, yeah, you might win the match, you might make it look pretty. Mm-hmm. You're still getting hit. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like and, and telling people that like have depression, like to just suck it up or to deal with it or to not claim with it. And things again, like I know now, which I didn't know then. And you know, I'll definitely advocate for it differently now that I have a far better understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's unrealistic to tell them to do those things. It's very unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. So all right, help me understand it from a from a chemical perspective um i i think from a chemical perspective man we really need to uh go back to one of the most scientifically accurate movies of all time um water boy and those little happy rays of sunshine <laughs> my bad. I, I was really stringing you along with that one it really works i was sitting i was like which one is that my 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 got my mama said no nah, but uh God, I, love, I love that movie, man. <laughs> Yo. No, you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no, but uh, for real, man, like there are four main chemicals, uh, five, depending on who you ask, and it's, it's all legit, right? That exist, um, that pretty much control like your day-to-day mood. And depending on like the level of those chemicals, like within your brain, like imagine like you have a, like a health meter, like in a fighting game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or I really shouldn't even say it like that, man. More, let's look at it more like a, a gas gauge in a car. Okay. Right. And depending on how high, like the gauge is in your car, lets you know how far you can go. Right. Right. Lets you know exactly what you can do. Like you're not going to mash the gas and your gas light is on. Like you're going to run out of everything. Yeah. You start um, cruising. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and, and that's kind of how it is like when you like battling depression right yeah and it's one of those like depending on how high like these chemical levels are it's going to determine like yo do i need to be in like cruise mode like mm-hmm. am i forced into cruise mode because i really can't you know mash the gas i can't give like a lot of energy or do i have like high levels you know like um we were talking about like kanye was right yeah like one thing about like kanye is like he battles mania 
Mm-hmm. And mania is like when you just feel unstoppable, like not on some like confident stuff. Like there is literally like an imbalance where like you are the type as a human being that might run in the street and feel like I can stop the bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people who are going through mania, like they don't know they're going through mania. But like that's an imbalance of like one of these chemicals like being through the roof or like one being way higher than the other. Right. But, um, to the question, man, is serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, um, you know, you got your endorphins, mm-hmm. right? And these levels, like, will determine whether you're happy, whether you're sad whether you're like depressed, whether you're manic, whether you're like in insatiable love, whether you're like angry, like what are you feeling doing like an adrenaline rush? Like, are you, you know, uh, sleepless? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like all of these like play heavy into that. Yeah, yeah. So when dealing with with depression then because like there's been times where like especially this last this last time um i think i i tried to fight this thing off for like a solid week and a half maybe two weeks like i would feel it and i'm just like yo like snap out of it snap out of it this it is what it is just you know keep pushing and Mm -hmm. i couldn't like I, I tried my best <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, to avoid the, uh, basically the, the inevitable. Cause it was just, it, it just, like you said, like basically, like basically like waves, you can't, you can't stand out in the ocean and, and, and stop the wave. Right. right so right. that was what I was trying to do, trying to hold it off. And that thing crashed. I mean, that, that one hit, that was one, probably one of the hardest ones that I've had. Um, so what's something that like is this like a like a dietary thing or is this something that that like can be treated with different taking taking different supplements because i'm saying right now medication ain't going to be like i'm not i'm i'm not taking medication anymore i like i was on medication uh when i was 12 I, i didn't get off that thing until 28 27 28 for for a seizure <laughs> okay so yeah like, I, I can't i'm i'm trying to avoid going that direction again so so dietary uh changes definitely like help and influence mm-hmm. um and it's not to say that it's like if i eat mcdonald's then it's going to make me depressed and i'm going to like want to go on a murdering spree but mm-hmm. if I eat bananas and kiwis, then like my life is filled with joy. Like, no, no, you can eat kiwis and bananas and and feel suicidal mm-hmm. and eat McDonald's and like feel bliss. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, it yeah. doesn't work like that. Yeah. But um But your burger will always make you happy. Bro. <laughs> bro, if they combine a taco and a burger together, that would be like actually. Well, that's a whole we can make that's a podcast on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I'm like, yo, that would be busting though. Okay. But like <laughs> um, you know, like the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, uh, mm-hmm. they all play 
in such a complex way. Mm-hmm. Like there are some things that are like legitimately very simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, we need vitamin D, right? Right, vitamin D can help with like your bone health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is chemically synthesized like with sunshine. Like, no, you don't get vitamin D directly from the sun. But there are chemicals within your body that when struck by the UV light provided by the sun rays undergo a chemical reaction. I'm speeding past that because it kind of gave me flashbacks of uh, one of my favorite courses from grad school called Physical Organic Chemistry. Mm -hmm. And it basically deals with the kinetics of carbon-based molecules and all of the weird stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. And when I say weird stuff, like, it's certain things that normally ain't supposed to happen, but because the sun provides so much energy, it can cause certain reactions to take place that under normal conditions wouldn't. Mm. But that's also important to know because, again, I said under normal conditions, they wouldn't. Hence, there's only one sunshine. Yeah. And that's why it's important to get that sunlight so it can cause these chemical reactions to happen internally, which actually are beneficial for us. Right. Um. Like, for one thing, man, you definitely increase serotonin levels. Mm. And serotonin is, like, one of the, like, most important chemicals for, like, happiness. Like, when your serotonin levels are high, mm. happy. Or, like, serotonin is high um, with, like, dopamine and, like, oxytocin. Mm. Like, you and love. Like, oxytocin is also associated with, like, um, love and uh intimacy and so forth okay. but like when you're, you're like serotonin level is like low mm-hmm. that's that's when you're like depression serotonin and dopamine are like really low right so like um you know another thing that can cause these chemicals to like increase in your body because it's not like you just take a bite off an apple and you get serotonin right right but um when you feel better Mm-hmm. you can you can move better you can think better you know, right you can honestly just be better and that's why it is important to make sure that you feed your body like the right stuff because you don't want to feel way down right 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 like yeah i still eat mcdonald's like I, you mm-hmm. know shame in that like i that's that's like one of my guilty pleasures mm-hmm. i also work out like five or six days a week right you know, i hit the sauna for like 20 to 30 minutes at a time every day i'm in there and the sauna is usually like 190 degrees. Like mm-hmm. I'm drinking like a gallon and a half of water a day. Mm-hmm. And my caloric intake is like less than like my limit. So if I eat like a burger from McDonald's, I lose it. I still yeah. feel good. But yeah. like if you're eating McDonald's and you aren't like walking, you aren't getting out and about, you aren't getting fresh air, you're sitting in the house, it's stuffy all day. You know, you ain't changed the filters on your air conditioner. You haven't changed the filters, um, you know, for your house ventilation. Hello, people, because I know a lot of people actually skip that. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, you're recycling like dust and dirt and debris. And you're not getting like the freshest air. Like there's a reason why people walk outside and it's like, <sighs> and it feels refreshing to you. Mm-hmm. Like, why does it feel so refreshing as opposed to what you're breathing inside your own home? Right. Right. You know, it's like the same as, as getting a new pair of clothes or a new pair of shoes or whatever. Putting on that outfit, you feel good. Yeah, That ain't nothing that you ate, yeah. right? But you can get the freshest outfit in the world 
and a completely sloppy and people like man i feel bloated or i don't like how i look in this and it's like yeah it might sound really simple and it's not the most like complex scientific thing in the world but like even dietary on that tip like influences your mood yeah because you can't tell somebody who's been eating good and feeling good about themselves that they're going to like stop feeling good when they put on something that was supposed to make them feel better right Right. you're gonna feel better yeah 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 no that makes sense because i I know like and i think i just picked up on this within the last month and a half two months ago um that my anxiety and depression is usually linked by uh to overthinking Mm, i feel that boy i feel that one so like (laughs) what is there something like is there something uh uh connected in terms like chemically to overthinking or is that just like so typically when you have anxiety um you have like really low dopamine levels Mm -hmm. and so you know dopamine is associated with like feeling really good right Mm -hmm. so um what is one of my fun notes here like dopamine is known as the feel good hormone Mm -hmm. and uh as i've noted like it's specifically responsible for feelings of pleasure happiness and goodness um high dopamine levels are linked to like motor system function your learning your memory and and high brain health right and so um one of the like really uh important things to know is like dopamine can also like be tied to addiction like you got to be careful about that right Mm -hmm. because like if you're tied to the wrong thing you know like it kind of influences you like you could get stuck on that which is so quick side note but a very important side note Mm -hmm. dopamine is actually one of the biggest reasons why people are addicted to drugs like crack like meth and so forth Mm -hmm. right and you increase like these dopamine levels like crazy but you can never reach that peak again you'll never reach that peak again because it drains you right it's like a siphoning Mm -hmm. right like in order to siphon you know you have to put pressure in is back pressure mm-hmm. and then that causes everything to force out and just drain mm-hmm. that's what like these drugs do to you so like they kind of give you this boost of like pseudo dopamine almost it's actually real dopamine but like just to put it in perspective that goes beyond your normal levels mm-hmm. but then like it drains you oh. so that's why they say people are like constantly chasing the high mm-hmm. because everything that you're doing from like here on is in order for you to chase uh what you initially felt right and you'll never be able to get that again and so you're basically like causing your dopamine levels to like constantly like fluctuate but like decrease because the actual dopamine levels increase only off the thought of getting the hit but the continual use of the drug like actually blocks you from creating enough dopamine to ever be at a normal level again so that's why people are like constantly addicted because they literally can't reach the same levels yeah and their body is stuck trying to reach something that it can't and so they have to wean you off with lighter versions of the drug like like methadone right mm-hmm. like if you like got addicted to meth methamphetamine uh and methadone allows you to slowly like build your dopamine levels back up 
while like allowing your body to like in this in this neurotransmitters to like you know start transmitting at normal levels again and like not be blocked and like kind of like free of congestion like it's really crazy how that stuff works that's interesting um but i know that was lengthy but hopefully that like was informative to somebody um to like your question in terms of like what can you do to like limit anxiety you ever notice like when you're feeling really good you don't overthink you just do or maybe that's just me yeah maybe i I guess so i never thought about like that yeah i mean it's like you might be feeling good but like when you're really concerned about like messing up or you're feeling like the nervousness you're like oh well let me let me let me calculate but Mm -hmm. when you're not concerned with any of that stuff for the case you know with me Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about that. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm I'm out there. Like what people call like you in a flow, getting you in your vein. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like or or, or other people might say, like, you, you know, you're in your rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dopamine levels are are high. Like you're just locked in. Um, you know, you want to do things that cause you happiness. You want to do things that give you structure. You want to do things that like allow you to have pleasure in the moment respectfully speaking Mm -hmm. so if i'm at work no work is not going to be the same as if i'm at a basketball game oh yeah but if i got everything organized right Mm. understanding the task at hand it makes me not feel overwhelmed like oh my god i missed this deadline i forgot to respond to this message let me catch up this Mm -hmm. email oh my goodness what if i say the wrong thing and it's like nah if you keep all your ducks in a row yeah that ain't no issue. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 So like structure is like one of the biggest uh helpmates you can have to reducing anxiety, keeping dopamine levels at like, you know, a decent amount. Um shoot, I need music. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, I kid you not, there's not been a lab I worked at, whether I was at NASA, whether I was mm. like Department of Energy, private, academia even now in corporate i have music um Mm -hmm. it keeps me focused and keeps my dopamine levels high yeah i don't care if it's just one headphone in my ear and i can still you know be present to the outside world for them if i'm Mm -hmm. in the office i got a speaker but these are things that like increase my level of productivity Mm -hmm. and if i don't have music i tend to be kind of down it is a struggle yeah, for real. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense because I know, like, I think I, this is again something I, I, I think I picked up on maybe about a couple years ago. Um, but I would I would have anxiety. I've had anxiety again since I was a kid, right? But like flying. Mm-hmm was something that was always a struggle for me okay um so a couple years ago i actually started when i would fly i would fly with headphones and i would listen to uh j cole and i i realized that that's like just listening to his music just like helped me remain calm okay okay um so it's either J. Cole or Bob Marley that get me right into that that zone of just being able to just nice. relax. 
And, okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think I just picked up on that maybe a couple of years ago. Like that's what was just like keeping me right there grounded. But there are moments where just like overthinking just takes charge. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't like, I don't even, when I'm overthinking, I don't think about playing music. That's true. I'm thinking about like what I'm like focused on. I'm focused on the thing that is, that is getting me worked up. And then that's all I can focus on. And I'm focusing on that. And then it, 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 it branches off into like the what ifs. And so now I got all these thoughts just <laughs> basically yeah, bouncing off that. in my head, you know, and, and like, I think within the last, I would say last three months, I started actually uh, journaling. Okay. And it's actually helped me like, sit, like, like, like hone everything that I'm feeling into what I write because I yeah. used to, I used to journal like when I was a kid, but then I thought I'm like, like, what am I? saying I, I i was overthinking just like how that because I, I you could probably consider me well you can't consider me a perfectionist so i'm like sitting there trying to figure out like who like does that. this make any sense does like i'm feeling as if someone reads this yeah. what are they going to think about what i'm writing so that i'm like holding back on mm. writing anything because i don't mm. want to come across like weird or or you know you know saying like it's just it's it's all of it is just overthinking so like what is what is something that can help outside of journaling just like is there like a a a, 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 what what leads to that from a chemical perspective like overthinking yeah oh i think overthinking is a form of anxiety okay uh, this is not a mental health professional opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just from what I've, you know, researched, I, I think that there could be links between overthinking and anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're talking to a overthinker. Mm -hmm. It okay. is something okay. I've been working on my entire life. Overthinking is simultaneously why I can be really dope at science and I can really suck with science. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes we need things to be done immediately. Mm -hmm. And it, it may be a little difficult to get it done because I too am like, yo, this is not perfect. I want to mm -hmm. say the right thing at the right time, do the right thing. I want to make it pop. We mm -hmm. got to hit all the nuances. Mm -hmm. And it's like, whoa, 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 Chris, like all of this. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, bro, just keep it simple. Yeah. Cut the flame off. Yeah. Put it in the machine. <laughs> get yeah. started. Like, yeah. did you even weigh this out? Yeah. Like, you're thinking of 50 million things mm -hmm. and that's like step number eight Do yeah, steps yeah, yeah. one through seven yeah and i had to like put things in place to tell myself like okay chris keep it simple like i put sticky mm -hmm. notes up and mm -hmm. i'm like all right cool um these are the things that i have to do in the immediate sense and i will like make sure i can check the steps off mm -hmm. you know so it makes me look like uh like so dopamine levels uh being like increased are associated with like your reward system okay which is why i said like drug addicts struggle because they like oh i'm gonna get a reward dopamine level shoot up mm -hmm. right so one reward for people who tend to overthink is like actually completing something 
Yes. So that's why I break my tasks down into a bunch of little steps. And I okay. celebrate every one of those small steps. Cause it's like small goals. Exactly. Because after okay. a certain point, it's not up. Like I could care less whether you like like it or not. Like I would like for somebody else to be like, hey, you know, you did it, Chris. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, it's like, I got to do this for me. Because mm-hmm. if I'm looking for the big bang and trying to make everything like super perfect, then I'm going to miss the forest for the trees. Let me start celebrating. Hey, you did step one. Cool, you did step two. But if you did step two, boom, you can move on to step three. Mm-hmm. And that helps me move the ball forward. Um, and sometimes it's a matter of just doing as much mm-hmm. as it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, just do it. If it's ugly, fix it. If it's great, capitalize on it. Right. But at the end of the day, you really only have two choices. Another one of my favorite Southern euphemisms. And I've used this ever since my old heads told it to me. Mm. What you gonna do? Barbecue or mildew? Like you <laughs> you're like you gonna get to it or you just gonna let it sit there and like spoil. It's like yeah, 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 you gotta yeah. make a move, man. Yeah. And while it seems like really harsh and straightforward, I'm so glad people can't hear how I talk to myself in my head. Yeah. Boy, yeah. I, I probably would cancel myself. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I ain't lying. <laughs> but uh no man, it's just simple as like, you know, you gotta make a move. And when you make a yeah. move, that's when you start getting into the progress of like actually accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. When you accomplish something, you can get the reward. But mm-hmm. if you never make the move, mm-hmm. you can never accomplish. And if you never accomplish, you can't get the reward. And your dopamine levels are just going to keep dropping. You feel me? Like, you yeah. have to get started. And it's, it's one of the simpler things. Um, you know, there are supplements that I take that, like, help me with that. Like, yeah, mm. I, I regularly take caffeine. Because mm. caffeine, like, helps. Um, like, it, it helps to enhance your dopamine uh, signaling. So, like, oh, really? you're taking. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you ever notice, like, you feeling good, but then you take some caffeine, you're like, y'all feeling real good. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it basically. I never noticed like, that. Okay, yeah, man. It, it makes things, like, more sensitive to dopamine. Like, you, your dopamine, like, goes longer and stronger. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, like, I've had workouts where it's like, cool, I'm locked in, I'm focused, I'm listening to my music. And sometimes it's like, man, I don't even need the caffeine. But it's like that extra light bit of caffeine is like, yo, I feel like I can go a little bit like longer, harder. Like this workout is like dope. Man, I ain't even plan on doing this exercise, but Mm -hmm. I'm feeling good. I'm not quote unquote feeling energized. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah, I'm more responsive to the dopamine that's present. Okay. Um, Okay. You know, I regularly take protein, regularly take protein. Like, you know, a lot of the amino acids that make up protein have, like, really similar structures to the, uh, you know, uh, to, to dopamine. I'm about to say two different chemicals, but I'm like, it's one chemical. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, yeah, dopamine, like, has a uh, similar structure to, like, a lot of amino acids. Uh, right. For a lot of people who don't know uh, the amine portion, right, that's a specific, like, chemical group that's nitrogen and hydrogen containing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, an amine is typically going to be, like, a NH2, a nitrogen with two hydrogens attached. Okay. And it has uh, some lone electrons. 
So if you don't know that, basically know that nitrogen can bond with three things. Two of the bonds are taken up by hydrogen, and one of the bonds is typically going to bond to like another chemical. Okay. Um, and that, and that's what is like the amine portion. And so dopamine, dope is not a chemical, right? Mm. But the dope portion is like this whole extra section attached to the amine. Mm. And when you talk about amino acids, it's an amine group attached to an acid. And that's your protein. Like not okay. all acids are harmful. Okay. It's, it's just the class of chemicals. Mm-hmm. That denotes something that typically can, like, donate electrons. That's interesting. Yeah, 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 man. Like, chemistry is really specific and is its own language. Yeah. Like, there are plenty of harmful acids, but mm-hmm. there are plenty of, like, super, super, super beneficial acids. Mm-hmm. Like, alpha-lipoic acids, like fat and mm-hmm. stuff you eat that, like, help your brain. Mm-hmm. help your joints like you find in like fish you know um some acids can be really dangerous mm-hmm. you know high concentrations like a acetic acid right like pure acetic acid to eat through your bones but okay if you take acetic acid and dilute it like you know a whole bunch and make it like a four percent solution Mm. you got vinegar oh so people okay. love salt and vinegar okay. it's like yeah you're eating salt and death <laughs> but it's diluted <laughs> to the point where it's not deadly at all it's just tasty to some people okay okay wow yeah man like citric acid mm. the stuff that makes like your oranges and your lime and your lemon it gives it that little that tart that zest you know what I'm saying Okay. Like a lot of fats are acids. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a lot of a lot of fats are acids, man. A lot of oils. Um, shoot, ethanol, the the stuff in our hand sanitizer, the same stuff people drink like to get drunk, the same stuff mm. we put in our gas tanks. That's a really weak acid. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. wow. See, I'm still, I'm, I'm still kind of stuck on the caffeine thing because, oh, yeah. it, like, the so I've always, and this is how it's always been presented, that that caffeine gives you energy. Mm-hmm, that's true. So it does. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so. So like everything is interrelated, right? Okay. So, you know, you can, let's say like you got some really exciting news, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can be completely tired as all get out, man. I've been up 24 hours and somebody gives you some like exciting news and wakes you up out of your sleep. And you're like, yo, what? Like, let's say somebody told you you just won a million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, so dopamine Dopamine then is attached to your energy levels. Yeah, because it's it's, it's okay. like it gives you you pleasure, it gives you happiness, right? It gives you yeah. a reward, and typically when you feel that, like you ever notice, like people are like, oh, you got a second win, 
Like, mm-hmm. what did you do to get a second win naturally? You're enjoying yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It, you know, you, you've done things where, you know, you've seen parents talk about kids, right? And it's like, oh, you fell asleep in class, but you can play that video game all day. Yeah, because, like, I enjoy the game and I don't enjoy class. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I can okay. stay up till, like, 4 in the morning playing a video game, and it's, like, a lot of fun. And I can barely stay up for 20 minutes in class because it is just yeah. absolutely boring. Yeah. Okay. But imagine, okay. like, you enjoying yourself staying up to 4 in the morning, but then you also have, like, caffeine. Mm-hmm. Like caffeine is more than just energy, like because it also makes you more sensitive to the dopamine that's you know present from you getting rewarded from like enjoying yourself. It's like it's more potent. So it why is it that things more enjoyable? So why is it that I can drink coffee and go right to sleep though? Because I know a lot of people drink coffee to stay awake. Like I can drink it eleven, I mean, twelve o'clock. Are you drinking night. coffee for pleasure or are you drinking coffee for energy? I just drink it for pleasure, cause it it does it. I don't I ne- I don't ever feel any effects like, like I'm like you know how people drink coffee and then like they they're wired. Yeah. I don't no, I, mean, I don't ever get like that. I mean, and you got to think about it too. Like there is a such thing as like being desensitized or like mm-hmm. decreasing your sensitivity, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I first injured my knees playing football. Um, coming back off like an ACL injury, I needed to like get my knee string back, my leg string back. You know, coming yep. into high school, and man, I was leg pressing maybe like a couple of hundred, and it was rough. Mm. It was rough on me. But then, like, I did a couple of hundred so much that it got light. So now I'm doing 300, mm. 400, 500, 600, 700. Next thing you know, I'm leg pressing a thousand like three times. Mm. And it's like, how can I do that? Because I got so used to the lighter weights, right? Like what mm. used to be difficult for me is no longer difficult. So it's like, you know, somebody's like, man, 200 is like a lot of weight. And it's like, well, why is it easy for me to lift? Because you lifted it a lot. Okay. It doesn't change the fact that like your muscles are still working. You just have like a decreased sensitivity to like the amount of work it's putting on you. So you're saying the more you you drink coffee, the less sensitized you are to it. Okay. Yes, sir. Hundred percent. But I legit just started drinking coffee like that, where I'm every I'm, other day or something like that. Yeah, but see, like, and everybody's sensitivity is different, right? Mm-hmm. So I think with caffeine, it typically like takes about two weeks till you start uh noticing your body like decreases level of sensitivity to it but there are like so many factors that go into play Mm -hmm. i have friends who are like man i drink a red bull and i'm wired up you know i had a friend who like basically had like heart murmurs like yeah drinking you know too much caffeine and meanwhile i can take two scoops of caffeine and i mean not two two scoops of pre-workout in a day at like 320 you know milligrams a piece and i'll just be chilling yeah, so I'm not, like I'm not even jittery. I'm just like, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't drink those things anymore, man. I, I had, I had a, I had a monster energy, energy drink once. Yeah, and it, it, like I was so, I don't even know. It was like, I guess jittery. I, yeah. I like, I, it didn't give me any energy, but 
I felt so weird. I was like, I can't drink that again, man. I, like, I that will never happen again. <laughs> okay. Red um, Bulls, Monsters, none of that stuff is good for me. <laughs> like, yeah, man, Red Bulls. Like, like I don't think Red Bull is like 100 milligrams of caffeine. I think Monster is like between like 150 and 200. Uh, um, and the stuff I take is like 320 to 350. And it has like ingredients to increase your blood flow. Because, you know, the faster your blood is flowing, then all the stuff that's dissolved in your bloodstream can be delivered mm-hmm. to the proper sites faster mm-hmm. and more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm taking stuff that's like, not only are we going to like pump you full of like things that will make goodness, mm-hmm. but we're also going to increase the efficiency in which you absorb that goodness. Okay. And I do be big chilling. Yeah. It don't bother me. <laughs> Because okay. I have, like, you know, crazy, like, tolerance to it. Like, I'm really desensitized. Mm. Like, at one point when I used to, like, take my pre-workout, I'm like, oh, my God, my face is itchy. Oh, <laughs> what is this? I'm about to explode. Yeah. And now I'm like, man, I don't need to take two scoops, but I slick want to take another. Huh. Jeez. Got a conundrum here. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at now. Okay, so by the way, kids, don't take a whole lot of caffeine and try to limit your uh, <laughs> caffeine intake. Don't become like me. Yeah. I blame me drinking too much surge growing up because I'm not gonna hold you. I could take like 800 milligrams in a day, and I'm I'm okay. Jesus, maybe I'm not. I don't yeah. know, but I feel okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if I feel good, well, dang it, if you ask me. I'm good. Yeah. And that is not scientific, <laughs> but I'm saying that anyway. So I guess getting back to the, the depression and anxiety aspect then. Um, yeah. What? So you, the, the dopamine, you, you talked about how we can increase the dopamine levels. What about the serotonin and well, the other things you listed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. Uh, you got your endorphins, and you got mm-hmm. epinephrine. So, what what can be done to elevate those, or keep those balanced? Like, what? How do you actually just keep everything balanced? Because I, I don't want to. Like personally, for yeah. me, it's it's one of those things where it's hard to, like, remember to, like, do everything to you know make sure this that and the other is done i would rather i wish there was something that that i could just take that made everything that kept everything level yeah to where i don't have to constantly think about taking xyz multiple times a day or different times of the day okay is there something that you can take that that helps balance everything that's not medication (laughs) <laughs> no, that's that's real. Um, well, for starters, 